Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. What it do, baby boos. We're back again with another episode. As you all know, this is part two of Cry featuring Q. And this is when we really get into some things. We really get into it. And the irony of all of this is that literally on Friday, I cried for the entire day. (laughs) Not even going to hold y'all. Don't know why. Couldn't even tell you guys. But I definitely had a huge moment for multiple reasons that I will not discuss really. Um, Grief being one of them for sure and other things. Um, It just was a moment. And we kind of talk about that. Sometimes you just have those days when everything just kind of just hits at one time or you're triggered or whatever the case may be. So that was one of those days. And it's so ironic because that's what Q song is about. That's what we kind of get into as well. Just letting it out, letting it go, um, letting it flow, all that stuff. So yeah, y'all. But it was just a day. Back like Jack. Back like Jack. Okay, we are good. And back to it and feeling amazing. Sometimes you need those like days to just really check in with yourself too and make sure everything is cool. So Yeah. um, Any updates? I went to a super duper dope comedy show put on by Kevin Iso. Um, If you are from Houston or if you any of my UTSA followers, you definitely know Mikey Iso, one of my really good friends from there. His brother actually wrote and created the show Flatbush Misdemeanors um, on Showtime, which is a really, really dope show um, about Flatbush in Brooklyn. And um, he had a comedy show during New York Comedy Festival with him and um, a couple of the writers and some other comedians. And it was kind of like an underground comedy type of scene, I want to say, which was super cool because I always hear in different interviews with comedians when they talk about like the, the old comedy scene and like back in the day, like, you know, like Kevin Hart was like with Lonnie Love or... Tiffany Haddish at these old comedy clubs and how like some of them make it, some of them don't. And how just like like those, that's where they are basically made as comedians and a lot of their stories come from. And that's where they tested all their jokes and grow as a comedian. So it was really cool to like be in that space and a part of that. Um, so shout out to Kevin Iso and everyone that was involved. I had a blast. And what are my other updates? Just been working, working, working. That's kind of my main focus right now before the year wraps up. I do want to say pray for Ethiopia, Eritrea, and everything that's going on over there. There is a civil war going on over there. And um, if you guys didn't know, that's where my base is for work um, with the UN and the ECA. So definitely want to say, um, everyone be safe and just send your prayers up because it's really getting really hectic out there for sure. And, um, we're definitely blessed. Like I always, whenever I travel, I come back being like, we are blessed to be here in America. Although America is its own shit show. I feel like people have no idea what's going on around the world, you know? Um, so stay, stay tapped in, stay prayed up and all that stuff. And I just want to make sure to acknowledge that. 
that's pretty much it for the updates. You know, when we do like these weekly things, the updates be kind of scarce. So yeah, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing. Um, we have this video up on YouTube. So if you are a visual person, get on YouTube. I'll put the link in the bio and watch the full interview with me and Q on YouTube. Um, review, comment, share, all those beautiful things. And we're going to go on to our next topic, change. So for change, I want to shout out an app called Somewhere Good. Um, people are just getting early access to the app. And it basically is what we wish social media was. So that means none of the bullying, none of the extra ego, none of the shadow banning, extra brand this, extra brand that. People using us for our data, none of that. It's just kind of like us. So um, this is what their whole thing is. I'm going to read it out. So somewhere good, autonomy lies beyond the individual. Through co-creation, possibilities emerge. We design and thrive with technology that calms and strengthens, that comes from a place of joy, with a deep belief in a world that exists for us. We imagine for ourselves, for others, for space, for time, for ideas, both internal and fleeting. Step outside the limits of constant notifications, connectivity, and availability. Create practices of living rooted in presence. Explore uncharted paths. We have always been here and always will be the new, the necessary, and inevitable. We're going somewhere good. Are you coming? So yeah, y'all try to gain early access to this app. I just know it's going to be lit for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I definitely am on. I have early access. I'm literally going to make my profile soon. And shout out to Naj, who is amazing. This was, this was also co-signed by Gabrielle Union. Um, and it's definitely one of those things where once you're on it, you'll get what's going on. Way too cool. Are a social platform that feels more like a kickback than a feed. That's what they're calling it. So I'll definitely be putting the link in the description box. It's definitely one of those social media platforms that you want to get on there before everybody else does, in a sense. It is truly somewhere good, so it's not going to be about followers or anything like that, but it's just a space that I think that my audience and listeners will truly enjoy. So I will definitely be putting that link in the bio. Um, and keep y'all updated on how I use it and like what I find um, cool about it. Like kind of how I did Clubhouse when Clubhouse was a thing. Although Clubhouse still is a thing, y'all. It They have amazing talk. Jay-Z was just on there. Club, um, Oprah was just on there. And they still have different talks. Just make sure you're in the right rooms and not those messy, super messy rooms. So yeah, um, that's Chains for the week. We're going to move on to Pen Pal Letters. All right, y'all, so for pen pal letters, y'all know the deal. Email me, pennyperiodanasty at gmail.com or DM me on my Instagram at pennypeace or on Twitter. And I will gladly get in your business and try to help you with your life. Um, I don't got all the answers. I don't have any of the answers. I'm trying to find them for myself, child. But I do have experiences and friends and empathy. And that's all I got. I'm just kidding. And, and I have a lot of... Uh, psychology knowledge to help. So, and this is not any advice from a medical professional. This is from your girl. Um, but 
All right, this question is really short and funny. It was from my DMs. All this dude said was, Dear Penny, she's not texting back. What do I do? So there could be many reasons why girls don't text back. Um, One, including they're not interested. Two, including they just have a lot going on and getting to know you is not their main focus right now. Three, they're preoccupied. Um, Four, they're just not good texters. There are so many reasons why somebody would like not text back. And I really don't like the idea of if you don't text back, that means you don't like somebody. Although I see what people mean by it is that like you're going to be in some type of communication with someone that you value and don't want to lose. But there's levels to this. So if she doesn't know you to value you or, you know, then texting back is not really that important to her because she has no reason to hold value on this relationship or communication. But um, if there's a thing there, I would definitely, I would definitely say give her a call, give her a FaceTime, switch it up maybe. Um, and if you're still not getting a response, definitely leave it alone and just circle back later. Circle back later. It might, it just may not be a good time. And men are very persistent when they want something. They will not let anything get in the way of what they want and what they value. So definitely circle back on that girl if that's what you want. And um, of course, if she's in a relationship, don't do that. But keep checking in ever so often, but definitely give her her space. Like, because if she's not ready to even text you back, she can't be ready to develop a relationship. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what I would say to that. Don't be too pushy or anything like that. Don't be rude about it. Like, don't let your little ego get bruised because you ain't get a text back. Like, everything is okay. I promise. Um, We got lives too. So that's what I would say to that. And I'm going to leave it right there. But I will say that I think that if anybody likes someone, they are not going to just let that shit sit there for that long or just not communicate. It might even be like a month or it might be whatever, but you're going to kind of hold that tie um, if you feel like you don't want to lose that person. I personally think that. I don't know. But we're going to move on to our interview part two with Q. This is where we really, really get into the into the things. Um, love you guys. Next week is going to be super dope too. I have a great guest and bye. We're not bye, but interview time. So um, I guess we could kind of just start out with um, on some like marketing press release shit, right? Because I'm right. also a marketer, so I have to be a marketer and an artist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, my, like we kind of said before, like my content is very like message based. Um, I definitely don't want to make music that is going to confuse anybody or stir them in what would be the wrong direction if they aren't already being guided. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be very um, Erica Badu-esque in terms mm-hmm. of the writing and, you know, uh, very, uh, what's the, I'm drawing a blank, but just like from, from who I came from, right? Like working with Tribe and, you know, spiritual, working with Andrew, like super spiritual so- and intent, you know, yeah. just with intent because like we can also go to D'Angelo, which is like, one of my biggest music um, influences is like 
he was talking about relationships and, you know, having sex, but it wasn't sex. It was making love. And it was that connection to another human being and the reverence to another person and seeing yourself in that other person. So just a lot of things that are just like, everything that I'm going to do is just going to be full of intent. There's going to be purpose. We're going to have a good time and I'm going to party and I'm going to do everything, the press runs and everything that I'm supposed to do. But there's going to be no question that everything that I'm doing is is for a reason on, mm-hmm. on the bigger scale. So, and then we can kind of get back into like my um, musical influences, uh, Erica Badu for sure, D'Angelo, Outkast, um, just kind of growing up in Atlanta when Outkast was becoming and became like just mm-hmm. how they just changed our just whole lives. Our, yeah, no, they really everything, did. our mind about shit, yeah. you know, the way that we took in music how they were able to kind of reintroduce you know funk and you know the psychedelic type music to us but make it hip-hop and then mm-hmm. also show that respect to tribe and just just how they just kind of even it. be like be like we yeah. like be weirdos not, not, not like we yeah yeah black people get to be weird we are not just one thing and they really showed that they were funky exactly. they were weird they were you know exactly. quirky i hate the word weird whatever you know yeah what I mean? no yeah. but up so outcast um Melanie Fiona, she's a huge oh, one. Good. I actually met her on some fangirl shit. I'm like sitting in a Walmart with her CD, like crying, like, oh my God. And she's like, whose little sister is this? Yeah, that's so cute. And I feel like she's such a sweetheart. Like she's, she's super such sweet. a sweetie. I actually saw a thread on Twitter the other day where someone was like, yo, drop your Melanie Fiona stories. And it was just like a thread of just like how sweet, sweet she is. stuff. Yeah, like, I bet. Um, so- and- Mm-hmm, go ahead. I want to say one more. One okay, more. Ahead. She's a big one for me. Ashanti. Oh, the princess. yes. The How do you feel about her? She's getting an award. She's getting a, um, is it She's getting, soul or something like that? Yeah, was, like but, a, yeah, like woman of the decade or Yeah, but people like were, pers- you know, Twitter were going in about like, is it soul? Like they were, you know, what do you um, think? Ashanti is soul. I don't know yeah. what the fuck they thought. <laughs> um, let's... Uh, how soon do people forget? Like, damn, we can we can love what's new and still appreciate what. Yeah, no, we were all baby, singing like, all of that. Like, rain on me, like, Come on, bro, like in the way that she just flipped fucking um Isaac Hayes records, like that. Uh, that's a soulful sis, okay? <laughs> that's fact. That's fact. People yeah. were going in on it. They were like, I guess, I giving her more like, like she's more like bubblegumish. But I was like, I don't no. know. She might have no. something like that, but nah. I mean, she was like one of, um, she was like on some like Nivea type shit, like on some being like real like pop. She kind right. of did that. Because remember, Shanti dropped before, I hate to, I don't, I hope I do not get no shit for this. But Ashanti as a solo artist dropped before Beyonce as a solo artist. So Ashanti paved the way for that R&B pop sound mm. i mean because like when you think of records like um oh baby super annoying mm. and pop right but then you listen to her albums and that shit is funky and soulful and soulful that's yeah. what it is people yeah. are definitely thinking more so about what they heard on the radio and not deep diving like you yeah. know how they how they love to do so yeah. that's definitely yeah. what that's about yeah okay so <laughs> um obviously everything is definitely a lot of spirituality in it a lot of soul a lot of um, experiences and stuff like that. So I do want to ask you about your own personal mental health and spiritual journey. Um, like what, you know, however you want to attack that question and what you're comfortable with as well. 
Um, and mind you, a lot of people that listen are going through things or they're just like, like we all are going through shit. Like we yeah. all have our shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So with that, I'll make reference to the song Cry. Um, mm-hmm. My single that's dropping, you know, yeah. drop, you know, another little, little drop. Right. Um, so basically the song is about like the verses themselves is kind of like me um kind of going back and forth with understanding my connection to a higher purpose and a higher being but also mm-hmm. being like human and crying you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I think that the best thing that anybody can do for their mental selves and their spiritual selves is to honor every state that you're in let yourself go through those states mm-hmm. but princesses and princes do not feel sorry for themselves mm-hmm. and we get our shit together and mm-hmm. we stay focused so I think it's like it's just finding that balance of okay you know you know my mom upset me today it might take you the whole day when me and my mom get into it it definitely takes me the whole day to recover because that's my vessel and that's important right. to me and it affects me and that's okay but tomorrow sis hit them emails again because you're right. doing something so that's just the biggest thing is finding that balance of being okay that you're being sad being okay that sometimes you do have to be depressed like on some real because I know we you kind do of have to feel that right, right. Like sometimes you literally have to drop into a fucking black hole, mm-hmm. stay there two, three, four, five, six a year. Mm-hmm. And then when you decide and when your spirit has connected with being okay, get the fuck up. Get For real. up. So that that's that's the best that I can say. Obviously, there's different ways everybody practices that, you know, there's yoga, there's reading, there's writing. Um, I'm a huge advocate for getting a fucking journal. Like Mm -hmm. write that shit. We always like on journaling on here. So they know what's up. They know what's up. Write that shit out. Yeah. So like your journal, and you'll be able to see like how like all the old shit and then it's just it's Mm -hmm. crazy. And just let it out. A lot of times just things just like all pins up in our head. Let it out, write it cry cry it out like you have to feel it I think that a lot of our turmoil the inner turmoil comes from people trying to like hold it in in whatever way and just like you just have to mask it it's like no don't 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 fake the funk like you're sad be sad of course it's not easy it's not easy to be sad especially if you don't have a support system around you who would understand or whatever so we've been conditioned to not feel sad you know it's like okay if you cry stop crying and when you're young you know, right. you can laugh, you can smile, but as soon as you cry, it's like, oh my God, like this baby's crying. It's like, this right. baby is feeling and it's like, it, you know, we need to go through those motions. So I think that's one thing that's very important. Like, just feel it. And what's crazy is when you feel it, whether it's those three days, two days, you literally feel like a whole new person. Feels so like much better. Days later. Like, Bro, when you get that cry, you ever have that cry where like your eyes are just so pressed together to the point where like it hurts. Yes. You to, like you've been <laughs> so, like do that. Literally. Do that because then you're gonna like when you done, mm-hmm. you're just gonna look around and be like, girl, <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> or that cry when it's like you literally can't breathe and you like on the floor and it's yes. like and then you kind of be like, girl, okay. You just like, yes. Yeah. Look, you know, when you feel it in your chest, like, you really feel like your heart broke. Like, let it yeah. break. Let, let it, it. Let it. Like, those right. are all things that we literally have to feel. Yep. Literally. Yep. Okay, so going on more. So that's another, okay, the spiritual part about it. And then also, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk more about your roots. Because obviously, mm-hmm. that's 
definitely where a lot of your spirituality comes from and that's also mm-hmm. plays into the song so let people know i'm sure they'll see what do we what's the name of your this is a uh, deer bone okay so for, for so for the people who are listening and not watching we're talking about it, it's it's still a necklace though right the necklace yes it's a choker look yeah, we're fashionable we're trendy it's yes. a choker we're talking about our choker um and just so go on and tell people about like you know where you're from and just yes. like, all the parts yes. of you yeah okay cool so um my really both of my parents but mostly my mom is Ramapo Lenape Native American so that is a Native American tribe of like New Jersey, if anybody's familiar with Mawa, New Jersey, so kind of extending from Mawa, New Jersey to kind of going like upstate, not like Buffalo upstate, like it's really like maybe an hour and a half away. It's not that crazy, um, but kind of extending, you know, upstate. Um, so, yes, that is my culture. That is my heritage. So speaking to the necklace, because I know that sounds real like mad voodoo, like why is she walking around with bones? But right. Speaking to, you know, one of the points of, you know, showing that reverence to um, other life on mm-hmm. on this earth is when natives, you know, hunt, they use all of what is given to them. You know what I'm saying? You don't just eat the meat. You know, you use the hide for clothing and then you use the bones for necklaces and or jewelry, whatever, whatever. But you're making sure you're getting the fullest use of that animal and that's the resources. Yeah, how you show respect toward you know taking that life, but in you know in the grand scheme, you took a life to create. So that that's kind of the background of that. Mm-hmm. So you told me a story about how you got. I'm not sure what it exactly it was that was happening. Um, was the New Year? Yes. So what it was, was it? The, okay. Yeah. So the Native American New Year is actually the celebration of the spring equinox. Mm-hmm. We do not celebrate a new year when the earth is still dead. We celebrate it when the earth is blooming. So I actually had the honor of, because, you know, kind of getting back into, because me and Makeda had this conversation, because Makeda is also Native American, and we were having this conversation about um, there's this show on FX, it's called Reservation Dogs. Reservation and it's Dogs. about, yeah, it's about, um, Native Americans, like some Native kids, like on the res, but you kind of see that influence, like they're so influenced by like, you know, hip hop, but they're still like Native, right? So there's this whole experience of Native Americans right now, because there's not many of us. We have so many different experiences of being Native American. And so with my upbringing, it was more so a point of like, you know, you're Native American, this is your family, like, obviously, you can look out into your family, like my family lives in the goddamn woods, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's crazy because I feel like 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 we were saying at dinner, like whenever we think of a of someone who's, you know, of who's who's black or of you know African African American descent, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, they're they're Native American. It's like that, you know, oh like girl, you got Cherokee, but it's like right, nah, right. like and we're like, nah, dead ass. Like, like for real, for not, real. I'm for real, for real. Right. right. And we're not taking anything away from the Cherokee because not the misconception all. about Cherokee is that that's just the that was one of the biggest tribes in the South. So if you're in the right. South and you say native, I mean, more than likely you, you probably do be somewhere between, you know, Seminole, which is in Florida, um, Blackfoot, uh, is it either Iroquois or Tuscarorin? Those are um, like North Carolina, South Carolina tribes. So you're, you might be, yeah. but there is that stereotype of just like, oh, if you think that you're native, you are Cherokee. And it's like, yeah. no, there's so many different like nations and, we all have different experiences, you know, being, you know, you know, more modernized, but 
So my experience is like, you know, I'm growing up, I'm spending time on, you know, the land and I'm being told like, you know, you're Native American, you're Native American. I'm looking around at my family. Um, you know, we're going to powwows and, you know, which is a Native American family reunion, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I literally like talking to you, I'm learning because we don't know much about indigenous culture at all. And it's so, yeah. it's actually sad. I mean, I'm actually. still learning. Right. But because they tried to erase us from exactly. history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. so yeah, it's like I'm growing up and I have like these, you know, very specific instances. And, you know, I know that I'm Native American. My mother is telling me, do not stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. That is That does not serve us very specifically to us in the Native culture. Um, black people too, black Americans too. But for us, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a different energy with that. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I moved up here to, you know, to take the job with Q-tip and now I'm, you know, closer to the res. And, um, this year I was invited to come to the, I forgot like the actual name of it, but it is our new year, you know, celebrating the, the spring equinox you have to be there like before sunset. So we were out there maybe like 4.30 in the morning. We got to like have a cousin, you know, walk us through the woods because, you know, there's bear and there's deer and they're trained to wrestle and protect. So you have to have a guide into the woods. Um, And, you know, we walk up and where like the story of our tribe specifically begins is at a stone. It's called... um, split rock and literally it's at the top of like a small mountain and it's it's this huge boulder and it's literally just split right in half mm-hmm. like just really on some like spirit type shit right you know? some like lightning from the gods and like this thing is still here, it right in the, still right right in the fucking middle um so i get up there you know i'm being told like you know this is where like you know we used to come as kids and there's only five of us up there there's me um, another aunt who's an elder and then there's three men who are elders so mm-hmm. for me this was like really pivotal because not only am I the youngest person there but I'm also a woman and not even for native culture because in native culture there isn't really we're honored in our culture so that's not really the biggest thing but for me coming from American culture it's like, oh shit, like I'm a woman and I'm here and right. I'm the youngest one here. Um, and then we have our offerings. Um, there's like tobacco and corn, um, I believe like sage. And we, you know, say a prayer. And that's really the first time I had heard our, um, our language is called Muncie. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time that I had heard someone speak it like directly in front of me. Like they were just like rattling. Going at it. Like, yeah. Going off. And I'm just like, yo, this is like some storybook shit. And this is real. So yeah. for me, that was kind of like confirmation. Like, yes, it's like, this is real. Not that I never felt like it wasn't real, but this is real and you have work to do and you have to kind of bear that responsibility of your culture as the next generation and make sure Mm -hmm. that a the rest of the world knows that you're here and even on the the smallest form is you know make sure your kids know what the fuck this is about they are yeah yeah and also just like carrying it on in like a positive way like you know like just having like that legacy aspect of it as well like I think we talked about that a lot too because of course as you all know I'm Kenyan as well and like I'm in that same um space of like embracing it more I just came back from being at home for like two months 
and just mm-hmm. so much about it. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I'm like, this is it. Like, I feel this in a different way. I've never felt anything before. And it's a responsibility to just make things better for, you know, for the past, for the future, for the present. Um, so definitely kudos to you for doing that. Like that, like, like I honor you for doing that as well. And it, and it, you're someone I can talk to about that type of stuff. Because yeah, it's like yeah. definitely hard to understand yeah. in a sense. Yeah. So, and even just you, like, even just you, like your story period, it's like, you've already kind of like honored it by doing, yeah. doing what you want to do in this life, pivoting right. when you need to not right. giving up, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you're doing what you need to do as a woman yeah. um, in this space. So I'm super excited to see like how that unfolds. Like, yes, me you know too, what I mean? Man. Like it, it, it was written. Nice. It, was, no, it, it really was, it really was written. <laughs> um, it was another thing you talked about, which is another thing that I have in my culture as well. Um, like like addictions and things like that mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. to alcohol a lot of kenyans are it's a thing like addicted to alcohol yeah. um and you talked about that as well so i don't even know what the question was i had for mm-hmm. that or if i even have one yeah, but yeah. you like talk about that more and like what you're actively doing to make sure that you know you don't go into that path i i think about that a lot and then just right. like your family that you know all that all that type of stuff or just your mm-hmm. thoughts on it period or experiences right so my mom just kind of growing up my mom growing up in the age that she did like she really felt the um weight of our family being consumed with alcoholism um I think that on a on a larger scale you know everybody's okay right but you know we if we can be frank and you know be honest about with ourselves about what it is you know they do you know deal with alcoholism so my mom dealing with that, dealing with like, you know, on some like, had to go pick her uncle up on some like 16 years old, got to drive the car to go pick uncle up or whomever. Right. So that was like a big thing with me growing up is that my mom just, I I never really saw my mom drink at all. Like, you know, the uncles and the rest of the family did, but specifically my mom wasn't a drinker. And then my dad, he was just on some just regular New York shit. And he would just drink Heineken. You know what I'm saying? I never really saw him drink for real. Mm -hmm. Um, so if anything, everybody's just a goddamn pothead. Right. Um, <laughs> so I think just like the representation of, you know, not being sheltered from the reality, but also not seeing my vessels abuse it kind of transcended to me on some like, okay, well, that's not what we're doing over here. Right. Um, and then obviously, you know, kind of just getting older and, you know, really seeing it for what it was. And I mean, I was a kid. I went to college. Like I definitely have some nice and you're getting like, you know, super fucked up. Oh, but for, for sure. me, it's just not thank you know, thankfully, it's just not for me. Like mm-hmm. being drunk, like I I don't mind, you know, grabbing a, you know, a glass or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm 30 now, I'm grown. So, you know, I got right. wine, you know. Yeah. Which is fine, but for me, I just was never I never really fucked with the whole thing of like, you know, getting super drunk. Um, I understand why people do. And I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, here to say addiction is, is a hell of a thing. And right. alcohol is the only thing people could be addicted to. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it just, it, it just, it didn't make sense for me seeing what my culture went through with it. And then knowing myself and knowing that I don't really fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just my goal is like to, yo, it's about balance. Like I'm, I'm a Libra at its freaking core, like enjoy life, enjoy things, but find your balance, find what makes sense for you. Um, you won't ever hear me unless it's on some, like it's a simile or a metaphor. You won't hear me, you know, singing about 
drugs and, and alcohol just because that's not what I want to put out. Um, and I also just want to make it a point to, you know, as much as possible, you know, not feel like I have to align myself with those types of brands as, you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is, right? And I have to be honest that I do enjoy a drink. So you're For going sure. to see it, but I want to, you know, do everything that I possibly can do to make sure that it's not like a part of my brand. You know what right. I'm saying? So, yeah, right. that's kind of how I... That makes sense. That's kind of like, so my mom, my mom's dad um, passed away from alcoholism and her brother, like her closest brother or whatever. So um, her thing was like, as soon as we got to a certain age or whatever, she kind of like, and of course we, she, we weren't like super sheltered or anything like that. So we had a good time, whatever, but she like sat like us down, each of us and was like, okay, like this is in your family, just letting you know that. So you don't, cause you know, you never, I feel like addicts, you don't, know that you're going there you just end up there and you're like oh shit like I'm addicted or whatever so yep. she took it upon herself which I'm so grateful for be like hey this is in your bloodline um it's the way that they've coped with things um it's the way that Kenya coped with things so yeah. you don't know because you're not there when I went yeah. out I was there I was like oh shit like this is really a thing so she's yeah. like you know, just to be like have it in our conscious you know because once it's there it's like oh shit like let me chill out or whatever yeah. So um, that's just been always been a thing that I've always been like, okay, look, we, we love to have a good time. We love to, mm-hmm. you know, have a cocktail, whatever, but we know what we can and can't do. Keep it do. cute. And Keep it exactly. cute. Exactly. And everyone's different. <laughs> Some people can do that and it works for them. Some people can't. Like, I'm the type to, the next day, I will literally, if, if I go too hard, I, nothing's getting done. Like, you know, like, my mind is just like, no, mm-hmm. there is no cognitive function. Like, it's just like. Right. Then you just I, took a day from yourself for what? It's like, damn, I could have drunk one less drink. And been totally fine. You know. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So speaking of that, I'm super duper into like wellness and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, y'all be juicing. You and Romel be juicing. Yeah. So cute. I like just jamming out and <laughs> being so cute. So um, why do you juice? Like what's your mm-hmm. thing about it? I haven't, I've been doing smoothies. Juicing, it's like the whole process. I have a juicer. Well, my, my roommate does, but the whole process seems like a lot. Yeah. And I want to do it more, but definitely tell me like, you know, like your, your benefits, why you do it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So Q-Tip actually put me onto juicing. Um, That was like one of, one of my duties is like, you know, come in the house, walk my dog, make me a, a, a juice. Right. And amongst a lot of other things, but obviously, uh, wealth and being around wealthy people, you're a little bit more cognizant of your health because you, kind of to speak to life insurance, like the whole concept is you actually value your life. The longer you live, the more money you make. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the premise of, you know, being wealthy is being healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I used to juice a lot for him. He introduced me to all like the um, the wheatgrass and all that stuff. So I kind of just took that for myself. And I guess like literally when we were uh, told to stay home, got, you know, the stay at home mandate, I literally mm-hmm. just copped the juicer. I was like, I'm not fucking around. Um, I know that we're not going to be able to be outside. We can't get vitamin D as much as we right. did before. We're going to be in this house sharing, you know, air with everybody. And let's just start our holistic journey here and just so that we're good. So I literally started um, last year, March. And I think for me, with juicing and what I've grown to understand just about like overall health is that just generally speaking, we don't we as Americans, we have a poor understanding of the balance of nutrients that we need. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just like that extra kick of like all the shit that I should be eating that I'm not like, right, you know, like, a, like a basic plate that anyway, I grew up on, you know, in the South, 
is meat, meat, meat. For real, fried, fried, fried. You know, bean, macaroni and cheese, and then like a little corner of like a fucking some collard greens or something. Right, right. And the collard greens <laughs> is fucking submerged in, in like turkey, sugar, or you know, bacon, bacon juice. <laughs> right, bacon, bacon juice. juice. <laughs> exactly yeah (laughs) right so for me it's just about like just kicking your day off with getting those extra nutrients because still I'm struggling you know what I mean like I did try a vegan lifestyle for a bit oh yeah we Um, talked about that that, yeah I found that that wasn't exactly sustainable for me because like you know also just pointing back to you know being Native American like I believe that we can use what spirit has given. You just can't be gluttonous about it. And right. that's the problem is that people are gluttonous and very um, disrespectful about it. And so I just didn't want my body, you know, on some like the fucking apocalypse was tomorrow. And the only thing we had was like deer meat left. Like, I don't want my body to like be foreign to that. On some right. You're out here throwing up. And when we exactly. try to like get out of here exactly and Ro- Romel gotta have to like come pick you up because he's like oh my god <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and, and i'm sure if you was vegan he'd be vegan too so y'all both probably gonna be like you both just weak and useless like what the fuck what, what y'all got going on <laughs> oh my god um but yeah and it, and it did kind of just train me though to to when i can you know do, do choose veggies over everything else but like don't be down mm. on myself if i want fried chicken i made fried chicken like two weeks ago like because mm. i wanted it but since then like uh, two days ago, I made um, shepherd's pie, you know, vegan shepherd's pie. Like, you know, that that's the lifestyle, but right. still not be down on myself if, you know, I decide you, not if to. If you have so a little just, bit of something. Yeah. And then specifically to juicing too, like, I think it's also like a form of meditation, like the process, right? Mm-hmm. Just really being in temple, you know, being at the grocery store, understanding your palate and what you like and the things that go together that you enjoy, you know, picking out because now you got to smell the food, you got to feel it, you got to see the size that you want. So doing that and then coming home and saying, okay, this is, this is what I feel like today. And, you know, cutting the skin off of the pineapple and then, you know, being intentful about repurposing the skin, you know, boiling, boiling it down to like some type of pineapple tea. Like it's a whole process of, oh my God, I do love myself. Right. And I do love the earth. And, you know, I'm going to drop this off at the um, compost bin or I'm going to use the lemon peel to create the fragrance through the home and kind of yeah. figure out my passages. Like, it's just this whole, like, thing where you're really just in the space of, like, loving yourself. And I think yeah. that that's what I've, I've learned most about it is, like, yo, it really helped me love myself more. Yeah. So it can yeah. be, it can be enjoyable once you really, yeah. like, med- meditate in that experience. You just gotta get into it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. Like, it's kind of like cooking. Up. Like, when you cook, exactly. when you first start cooking, it's annoying. But then you're like, oh, I actually really like this. Like, it's exactly. like, and then you put it into your body, it's good for you. It's like, it's I did that. It's good for you. It feels good. Now you're energized. You're like, oh, shit, this is better than a McDonald's burger. Like, yeah, right, it is. Right. <laughs> I remember, I'm sure this is definitely fake news. Because people just be saying shit. When they were saying that, like, when you juice, like, you take all the nutrients out. Do you remember that talk? Okay, so that is What's true, that about? right? So there's there's different types of juicers, right? So your, you know, less expensive juicers are going to be, um, I forgot how exactly they say it, but the motor runs quickly, which means it starts to heat up and you do, because like you get most of your nutrients from the skins of things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're putting, let's say, 
an apple into the juicer, you're kind of losing the skin and you're just, you're juicing it out. But once you really get in your vibes, like for instance, like I have a Breville, which was what Q-tip had. I have the cheapest version of Breville. And as we were, you know, Ramel and I were really like, you know, researching everything. We learned that the cold press juicer is actually the best juicer because it literally, it's like two plates that come and they just literally squish the shit out of the Together. juice. Together, okay. Right. So you're able to retain more juice. And then on, on the cold press machine, you have the, the other juicer apparatus where you take that press and you throw that into the spinning apparatus and you're really pulling out all those nutrients. So I wouldn't uh-huh. say juicing is not a replacement from eating fruits and vegetables. I, let's let's okay, start that's, there. That's what it's I think. not a replacement. Doing. It's not a replacement. It's like a... Let me go ahead and start my day out with this. And then, okay, now when you're cooking breakfast, be more intentful about adding. It doesn't sound like it makes sense, but like you're cooking breakfast, like you need to add a vegetable. Like it can't just be bacon and eggs and pancake, right? Like it needs to be be potato or um, sweet potatoes are really good on breakfast food. Um, I was doing this one, it was like a, not, not a diet, but like a little, training program they had me eating fucking broccoli at 10 a.m you know what i'm Dang. saying like like but food, you, know, you need that in the morning like it makes you feel better it. like that bacon and cheese that's it. why you sleepy at work because you yep. have to make exactly like exactly. and all that dairy so, so let's just remember juicing is not a replacement you need to be eating fresh fruits and vegetables organic if you can trader mm-hmm. joe's is like the perfect place or your local farmer's market support local mm-hmm. um business and you know farming yeah but I I love juicing it definitely has completely changed my life and we're gonna have the kids and the babies onto and it and another thing you can be an unhealthy vegan you, you can be yes. yeah so like yes. let's throw that out there like make yes. sure if you are a vegan make sure you're not like the just only carb eating type vegan right right it's not gonna work out right okay <laughs> so we're gonna like transition we're almost about to wrap up um so the man that you be juicing with is your man so we're definitely gonna get into some like more light fun dating type stuff um mm-hmm. so tell us i guess i do want to this was like a sh- i had no idea that romel was young i thought that he was probably older than you seriously yes, like, i'm a child I'm immature. <laughs> yes and i feel like women a lot of the time um especially like not, not even just like all women you mm-hmm. know we have like our things and it's like okay that would have been like an instant no-go for some people they they'd have been like oh nah like and they would have missed out on like whatever. Well, I don't believe in missing out on things, but you know what I mean? We yeah, kind of yeah. just, yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. And like, we can start there. And then I have a couple more questions. Okay, cool. So yes, I met Romel when he was 20. I was 26. So that would be four years ago. Um, And that was a no for me in the beginning. I was just like, bro, like you're mad young. And then also to the way that we just, started hanging out like he was like an intern photographer for me and my events so it was mm. kind of like I'm like bossing him around and shit and I'm just like you right. don't really want to mix that like I'm like you you, you don't want that right mm-hmm. um but he was like super persistent and he courted me like on some real like traditional like he friend zoned himself because he's playing the long on some Virgo psychopath shit, right? He's got like <laughs> fucking long game here. Virgo. So he really courted me for like a solid like six, seven months where he's like, you know, walking me, you know, to my doorstep and like, you know, not being aggressive and is like, 
you know, have, have a good day and just being like super, you know, responsible with his manhood into my right. state as a woman, That's you know? Mm-hmm. And I really respected that. And there was just something about him that the energy was just very mature. Like I was just like, okay, maybe it's not what I thought it was. And the things that he wanted to talk about and the fact that he was open to hearing about, you know, my spiritual practices, which is, I hadn't really experienced that up until Ramel. Like, mm-hmm. niggas did not want to talk about that. It's not right. what they want to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially growing up in the South and I was dating, you know, the football playing, you know, and no disrespect, I had a great time. I met some <laughs> yeah, great guys, but <laughs> that's just not what was going on. So I just really valued that. Like, he just had a lot to him. And so I remember literally taking him out for his 21st birthday. Um, and maybe a month later we were in love like we weren't it, it wasn't even like can you be my boyfriend can you be my girlfriend like right, we were, that's gonna be my question because I always yeah. wonder what's because sometimes some, some people have that moment of like what made it be like okay this is what I want to do this, this is what we're gonna do yeah. you have all those feelings or you might know mm-hmm. you know and you kind of ignore yeah. them or whatever depends on the situation yeah. But like that moment, like, oh, no, nah, we doing this. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing because I was also just kind of coming out of a very strenuous relationship, like just before Romel. So I kind of was on some like, I kind of want to just be, you know, having a good time. But then I'm also like I work in the industry and I don't want to be looking like I'm having a good time. So maybe it's cool. And I'm a Libra. Like, I, I love being in love. So that's nothing for me. Um, but uh. I think the moment for me was like, we were, we were already hanging out literally every day. Like we were, we worked together and then we would go get food together. And then he would walk me home. Like he was like the first person and the last person I saw for like a very consistent amount of time. And then he's going to hate me for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, After a party, he, you know, he went for it. He went for the kiss. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, not yet. (laughs) You were like, no. I was like, talk out, blood on the blood. <laughs> oh my God. But I, I expressed to him, I said, yo, like, I, I don't want to do that specifically, but I don't want you to like go anywhere. Like, I I, I want this. I, I want this, but I want to, I want to make sure we're intentful and yeah. we're on the same page. And I want to make sure that we've established that friendship. Because for me, the relationship that I was in before Romel was a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Volatile relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just made a promise to myself that I couldn't do that shit anymore. Like right. that was, I was like, bro, no, like I, I decided even you type shit. Yeah, exactly. So with him, it was, I just wanted to be sure. And I wanted him to be sure. And then with the age difference, I was like, bro, my mind is in a different space right now. Like, I just don't want you, I don't want you to come on and I don't want you to, cause I, I'm an alpha woman. So I don't want you to feel like I'm making you inferior because I want to be with a man who's the alpha man. So if you're up for that challenge and you can be the alpha man and I can be the alpha woman and we can make this thing work, let's fucking do it. But let's give us a little bit more time it's to take that out. Right. Yeah, good. So for with that like that was just like a, a, a ch- more challenge for him like he was like oh challenge let's really get to yeah. it and we literally so his birthday's in September um my birthday's in October 
he got me a Fenty. That was my first Fenty set. Oh, cute. So he got me Fenty. And remember, that was when Fenty was just a pop-up shop. So God knows how long he stood in line for that. So right. I don't know. He still won't tell me to this day. It was it was out. That was a like um, way. I remember that. That was a lot. Like, it was hard to get. Like, you couldn't really it get it. hard. I had Fenty the first drop because of Ramel. Oh, that's <laughs> yes. okay. So my birthday came around. He got me that. And then by Christmas, um, he said he loved me. And I was just like, don't go anywhere. I can't say it back, but don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then we had a date. Um, we had already planned out a date. It was like, you know, many many petty spa day and then dinner that night. And so that was the next day. And then when we were at dinner that night, I was like, I love you too. Let's just do it. And yeah. We just been inseparable ever since. So I will say, like, obviously, like, when it comes to the age difference, like, be aware of who you are and what you want and don't lead anybody on and be honest with them. But if that's what they want and y'all are on the same page, like, Mm -hmm. it works because in the ways that I'm super immature, like, you, you've met, you know, Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a granddad, like the granddad father, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he holds me down in those ways. And then on the other end of that, like I'm such also a playful, like y'all are really playful. Super. We're chill. Like we literally play fight, like, fucking which is amazing. I think that that's what you got to hold on to in life. Like you got to have that in you still. Have like. To. like we do dumb shit. We're like, all right, let's just say like Rogo's in the shower. Right. Like I'll cut off all the fucking lights. And have <laughs> on the side, right. And then he comes out and he's just like, baby. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and it's like, we would have never known that if we just would rush into it. You know what I'm saying? It's That's like, amazing just, lesson that I'm learning here. Cause I was always like a rusher type person, but I yeah. realized after, after healing, I realized I was rushing to get, to gain this, uh, safety, intimacy and comfort that I could have only found not in, not in those niggas, yeah. but in, in myself and in so. God. Mm-hmm. And, and literally like, that's literally where it has come from. So it's like, I would think that it's them, but it's like, no, I'm just looking for this, like, things to hold on to whatever yeah. so I, I would yeah. rush the process but it's really about getting because like it's like and even if someone's younger or if they're not your type or whatever if you just be their friend and get to know them that will like play out after that's the comfort right like it's just all that, about looking for somebody exactly. to like, love you to talk to and someone to love you past like your messy yeah. shit yeah. yeah yeah like shit like that so so yeah. it's like you're not gonna get that if you rush no, it, which it took no. me until maybe like this, like this year, <laughs> last year, to really like understand that or whatever. Yeah, shout out to all the Virgo men. I just want to shout say out that. to the Virgo men. They I'll get a really, they get a really bad later. rap. And <laughs> and I will say, okay, he's gonna kill me for this too. Um, Romel is like the fourth Virgo man in a row that I've dated, and wow, the because my my Virgo isn't my Venus isn't Virgo. Mm-hmm. So it's how I love to. So I, I get it. Like I get the whole like being detached, but also being like really obsessive. Like that works for me. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. into it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say that there are undeveloped Virgos that when you when you notice that that's what's going on, you need to run. It is okay. not a game. Okay. <laughs> it's not a game. Do not fucking play around with that energy because I've, I only have. Well, I'm not even gonna get go there because. I don't want people putting two, two and two together. <laughs> right, so, right, right. But that, that's wild, though. <laughs> but 
But yes, a developed Virgo man. He is a king and I love Romel and I'm going to give him a bunch of babies and we're just going to be like these fucking linen wearing family right right (laughs) what would you say about this one thing like being like y'all are and romel by the way y'all is talented as hell a photographer talented talented. so good he's so good um what would you say about being in a relationship young both y'all are young um Mm -hmm. and chasing your dreams because you know how especially a lot of men and just women like us it's like let me put that on the back burner or like you kind of like don't want nobody holding you back especially in the industry like how right. have y'all been able to navigate that? Because I think that partnership helps, it can help elevate you if yes. it's the right one. But yes, yes. You know. So I will say that a, that a part of it was a part of our friendship too, is because, okay, so if anybody doesn't know, Ramel is an excellent, skilled um, photographer and creative mm-hmm. director. Um, at Currently at Cinematic, he's a photo and video commissioner as well. So He's just a creative ass person. And for the most part, if anybody is kind of tapped into all the photo shoots that I've done, Romel is my photographer. Like that's mm-hmm. literally how we met. I kind of was on some like, let me finesse this young kid off this photo shoot, right? right? And in his mind, he was like, let me finesse this honey off this photo shoot. Right. So it's always on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of went into it knowing that we were both just like super uh like goal oriented but I think it's it's just really important to it starts with yourself like do you know what the fuck you want right because like for me I know exactly what I want it may look a little bit differently or it may come at different times but like I know exactly what I want and I'm very expressive about that so when I'm telling him this is what I want and this is what I need in a partner it just worked out that that's the same like we're both just like hyper creative people so there are these times where I have to go away for a couple hours just to be by myself. And he understands that because he has to do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not Mm. something where obviously we miss each other. Like I'll, he'll peek his head in like, I miss you. But it's not like like y'all take offense. Like, Oh, are they mad at me or or whatever? Yeah. And even with like, with our living situation, um, like currently, which is new, we just started living together, but you know, right now it's a one bedroom, but I, we know that when we, formally live together it needs to be like a three bedroom like you need your space I need mine and then we need our space where we coexist Mm -hmm. like being creatives and I think just being people we need to kind of really own our individuality and take that time and find partners that understand that within themselves to the point where they will they will honor that in Mm -hmm. you and Romel and I we just we just honor every inch of who we are like you are yeah. yeah Not to say that we're perfect. We're not fucking perfect. Of course, yeah. But we, we honor each other and we respect the spaces that we reside. However long those spaces may take to pass or come, like we just honor all of those stages of just being because we are so aware of who we are. And it really mm-hmm. just starts there. It really yep. just starts with yourself. Yep. That's good. That's a good way to end everything. Is there anything else? We know your song is dropping at midnight. Yes. Midnight. So, so Thursday, and this is coming out yes. on Thursday as well. Um, super excited. Dang, yes. that's crazy. Yes, stream, stream, stream. I'll have the link in like the description and everything okay. like that. I'll yes, put, put your friends on, take time, like sit with it. It's kind of on some like not as prolific, I guess, but like you know, when To Pimp a Butterfly came out, you can't just listen to it. Like, you gotta, you gotta sit with sit it. Sit with it, literally. Like, so, like, yes, exactly. It, exactly. So I would say just sit with it. Um, 
I just want everybody to um, honor themselves and love themselves and continue extending that to other people. Let's continue holding each other up, especially us being black and brown. We, if we don't do it, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. So definitely just make sure you're holding your people down. Um, Call your, call call your strong friend, call your mom. She be tripping. Mm -hmm. I know mom be (laughs) tripping. But call your mom, love on your people, um, and love on yourself. Yes, I love that. I love that. (laughs) So we always end also with what's been bringing us peace of mind um, for the week or even just anything that's not the cliche, like Mm -hmm. in a sense. It could be literally anything. People have said smoking, whatever, like, you know, so like what brings you peace of mind or what has been as of lately? Romel, I hate to be corny, but Romel. Oh like, no, that's not corny. You know, like it's really on some like home is where the heart is type shit. Like right. he's my peace. He's my he's my everything. So like when I'm when I'm fucked up, I just I just go sit with him. I don't even gotta always vent. I just go sit with him. So just find something you could sit with and just you know without like you know being on some like energy still and shit. Like just sit, just sit with mm-hmm. something. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's like. You know, people who hug trees, that's the same premise. You know, they're just right. sitting, they're sitting with what is and sitting with, with, with what's alive. So, mm-hmm. yes, Romel, my king. Yes, <laughs> okay, I love that. I love you so much. I love I you too. Thank you so I much love, for having me. I love the fact that you literally are doing this because I always tell my friends, like, do what you want to do. I think we had this conversation. Do it. But this is another, like, lesson I want them to learn. It's like... Mm-hmm. I'm sure to like you, you could have all, all these thoughts like, okay, they're going to think that I only worked in music to like be an artist or they're, they're going to think this, think that. What if they say that I'm trash, whatever the case may be. Yeah. This, like, yeah. Fuck all that shit. We have okay. one life. Just do it. We have one life. Pivot, do it. One thing that I definitely want to get more into, which I'm going to like ask you for more advice. Like I definitely want to like start modeling for real, for real. and like mm-hmm. making a portfolio, putting mm-hmm. things out there. Like as you should. Yes, ma'am. You. Like yes, outside yeah. of just like, you know, influencing, I want to actually yeah. do like shit for real. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm about to, I'm about to do it. Like, it. yeah. And even sitting with you, maybe like, oh no, you really can like, just do whatever you have on your heart. So I want y'all all to take that away too. Just take that. And I will say, okay, one more point to that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody knows, but Denzel Washington is an amazing speaker, right? Mm-hmm. And he always has this thing, like whenever he speaks to like, you know, graduating, you know, uh, schools and stuff, he says this thing where it's like, if it is in you or if it's in your spirit to do it, or if it's an idea that you have, that's God's confirmation to you that's already yours. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to, for me, like, I don't, I don't want to be a fucking uh, astronaut, right? Right. But I do want to be a singer. I do want to be a writer. I, I want to do these things. So that's, that's God's con- confirmation that I can already do it. So yeah. whatever ideas that any of us have or whatever we want to do, like, just kind of take a step back and look at your network and look at where you need to be because God has already placed that in your life. Yes. So, he put it in there. Yes. He put that thought, that seed, yes. like, for a reason. So yes. now, and that's what life is about. <laughs>